belated Independence Day, belated uh, 4th of July, happy 4th of July, but it was um, somewhat a subdued 4th of July in, in Boston yesterday. Well, it was a different 4th of July. I mean, I saw the uh, the video of the people that were down there. I thought actually it was quite a, it had a great local flavor. They didn't bring in the national stars. They had Ellis Paul, a great jazz musician, Susan Tedeschi, a local singer-songwriter, and there was a great scene of an elderly couple got up there and did some, uh, they did like a dip, they were dancing to like some standards from the 40s, and boy, could these people dance. They're in their 80s. But I think that the security really was onerous, and I know, I mean, I haven't gone to that thing for years, but I know several friends who usually go to it, and they told me they just weren't going to bother, because the security in light of the Boston Marathon bombings was so intense that uh, you couldn't even bring a backpack, you couldn't, you had to, everything had to be in clear. It was like getting on an airplane. So did you have to go through Please. those um, those uh, screen things, you know, the, that you, the metal detector things that you passed through not the really, airport? Not like no. that, but yeah. there were, everything was searched. So if you're bringing a bag there to, you know, put, usually people will go down there very early. They'll even go there the night before and put down a blanket and stay on the Esplanade overnight. And that really didn't happen this year. The, the security was just much more different. It, it really suggests yeah. that um, next year for the marathon, I think will be the biggest marathon ever. I think people will come from all over the world to make a statement, but sure. I think the security is going to be onerous. And what was, did many people stay away because of the security? No, from all indications, the, the crowds were pretty similar. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Bostonians are a pretty hearty bunch. And it was about <laughs> 95 degrees out yesterday. I don't know what that is in Celsius. I, I, I've, I've been, told, been told it's in the, in the mid-30s, so, uh, so yeah. that, that's pretty hot. Yeah, listen, Kevin, let's, let's, let's move to um, uh, another topic of conversation. The main topic of conversation, I suppose, here and I'm sure in the States uh, over the last week has been the ongoing situation, security situation in, in Egypt. And um, mm. the Obama response to what's happened there has been quite interesting, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously any American administration is going to be opposed to anything that resembling a coup. Um, you might not like the Muslim Brotherhood, but uh, the reality is that Morsi was democratically elected. And the administration, I think the, the Obama administration is, is identical to any administration. They would oppose uh, what has happened there because it's not democratic. Uh, that said, it puts the Obama people in quite an awkward position <laughs> defending the Muslim Brotherhood. So... Not surprisingly, the right wing in America has jumped all over this. But, you know, the reality, John, is this week is, especially because it's the holiday week, and not a lot of people are paying attention to this. Mm. It's just, it's on the front pages, it's leading our network news. But people's but the minds reality are is most obviously. Americans look at Egypt and say, wait a minute, I thought that happened last year. Next <laughs> channel. Well, I, I'm I'm curious, though, uh, at how or why it is that um, President Obama, well, I know why it is, but President Obama stopped short of calling it a coup because there are yeah. legal consequences there, aren't there? Exactly. And, you know, obviously, I mean, the American support has always really been for the Egyptian military. I mean, they, you know, everybody talks about how much money America gives to Israel. Well, they give the second leading donor country is Egypt. We give more money to Egypt than any country but Israel. 1.5 billion or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. So, um, and the investment is very specifically in the military. So, and there are very close connections between the U.S. military and the Egyptian military. These are mostly guys that have been educated in the West, mostly in the U.K., but uh, the, so the, there's there's actually closer connections uh, in the U.S. in the in the in the you know the the halls of power with the military than there would be with the political leadership. 
So then the, the, the US and its influence on, on what happens next in Egypt. I mean, obviously it's looking for, we heard Obama there yesterday saying that uh, he wants a return to democracy as, as soon as possible. Sure. But, but what, what real influence does it have now? I don't, uh, well, we, you can go back to that money issue. And that's, the, that's obviously the, the big carrot and the stick with the Americans and the Egyptians. Um, the, the, the Americans basically underwrite their military. And uh, so that is a, a no small amount of influence. But, you know, that, like I said, I think if you go to the American military and, and some of the people in the Pentagon, they're probably looking at this and think it's great. They probably think that, you know, we don't really want to get too cozy with the Muslim Brotherhood. We don't like the way Islamists have really, you know, uh, got a, a much bigger profile in Egypt. And they feel much more comfortable with the, with the Egyptian military, who tend to be very secular who tend to be uh, seen as a stabilizing influence in the Middle East. Sure, but, so, you, but, you, but you have a situation whereby you've got the, the home of democracy uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and encourages uh, non-democratic countries to become democracies and, and, and almost, if you to read what you're saying, the, the, the Pentagon is in favor of the opposite in this case. Yeah, but I, I don't want to overstate that because the Pentagon doesn't generally get involved in politics. What I'm saying is that there are people... Well, the administration is saying this, they're tisk-tisking and they don't like it. I think, I, think, I think the administration is speaking out of both sides of, of, side of its mouth. I think it's, it's the same thing with what happened in the Palestinian uh, Authority when, um, you know, the, the Americans call for democracy and then they didn't like the way that the Palestinians vote. You can't have it both ways. You can't, if you're for democracy, you have to accept what the people say, mm. you know, vote for. And I think that's the contradiction because I think, I think, you know, the American administrations genuinely believe that. They do believe in democracy. That's basically the biggest American export. But you have to, if you say that, then you have to accept the democratic uh, results. And they didn't like it in Palestine and they don't like it in Egypt. But they have to say what they have to say. Let's move on, Kevin. Uh, the president going to Germany uh, later, n- next week, in fact, uh, and a commentator in the German magazine Der Spiegel has accused the Obama administration of soft totalitarianism in the wake of the concerns about spying. Do you think they have a point? Yeah, I don't speak German, but I fully endorse that sentiment. I think this administration has actually been worse on civil liberties and uh, transparency than the Bush administration. I think it was very, you know, common in Europe, particularly, to think that the Bush administration was the end-all and be-all of this stuff. The reality is the Obama administration, and particularly the, the, the Attorney General's office under Eric Holder, has been a bastion of secrecy. Oh, and, of course, that's, um, not the, that's not the PR image that, that's, that's, that surrounds the, the whole Obama administration. That's not the, the view they like to give out publicly. No, they don't. But I must say that that has been the view very consistently here. You know, they talk about how, I mean, the right wing goes on and on about how the, the, the liberal media, I guess that would include my newspaper, the Boston Globe, is in the tank for Obama. But I would just challenge anybody to go back and read our editorials and some of our reporting. And that goes for the New York Times and the Washington Post, too. I've been very critical of the Obama administration from day one, not just this administration, but the, the one that was elected in 2008. Obama has been very secretive. His people have been extremely secretive. They, 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 they don't like to tell you anything. And, uh, you know, I think my newspaper has filed suit against the, that Justice Department six to seven times in the last eight years, or last six years. So uh, the reality is that we know, that Americans know that this is a very secretive administration that does all sorts of things, and that the so-called war on terror has been one that's been waged largely out of public view. And that's very disturbing. And like I said, it undercuts 
when Obama's up there talking about democracy and how we need to spread it through the world, you know, it, it doesn't look good when you're in your own country and you don't tell your citizens what they're doing to you. I must say, though, John, I, I've kind of laughed reading some of the leaders in the European papers the last week about the spying, because, you know, the reality is that every con- every government, democratic or sure, not, yeah. spies. Yeah, so course. the idea that the Americans are, the, are worse at this than others, I just say we be- we might have better technology, <laughs> but then again... Somebody probably has better technology than us. That's why we don't know they're spying. There's, there's a story here today, Kevin, in relation to uh, Edward Snowden. And uh, apparently mm-hmm. the Irish government's been issued with a preemptive uh, arrest warrant for Snowden should he stop on Shannon, right. say, on a flight from Moscow uh, to uh, Cuba via, via Shannon. Uh, mm-hmm. um, it's being viewed in some quarters here as, as heavy-handed. What's your take on that? Well, I think it is heavy-handed, but the, uh, I'm sure that the the last thing that the Irish government wants is that plane to touch down in Shannon and present the guards with that situation. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, I still have not got my head around Snowden. I don't know if he's a noble whistleblower or an egotistical, you know, nut like Assange. I don't know. It, it, it It's still unclear. And the American public is very divided on this because I don't think we have a full measure of this guy. And we don't know if his disclosures put people in danger or really expose something that's that needed to be exposed. I'm, I'm, my my mind is not made up on that yet. But um, I think any country that wants to maintain good relations with the United States is is hoping and praying that he doesn't land on this soil. As for the asylum claim, I mean, it's Irish law is pretty clear. You have to be in yeah. there jurisdiction of file. What, what did you make then of the of the French and uh, was it the, the Portuguese oh, not, 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 yeah, not, not allowing the Bolivian <laughs> president's plane to pass through their airspace and forcing him to to uh, to uh, land in Austria? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't take I don't take that stuff very seriously. It's people playing for a domestic audience and what they say and things like that. Again, it comes back to now. There might be Venezuela, Ecuador. They don't care. You know, they 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 glad like thumb their nose at the Americans. Most other countries that that, that Snowden is a headache. They don't need or want. And the reality is, they probably don't know if this guy is acting in, on principle or an eagle. They probably just don't know that yet.